0: Welcome to the One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. This is show number 42. It's Wednesday, September 11. I'm your host and commissioner, Nathan Tilbury, and I'm here with a special guest uh, who was actually on the show last week, recapping the draft, uh, Chris Thompson from Mile High Pats Fan. How are you doing today, Chris?
1: Uh, doing pretty good. Excited. Football's back. Week one is in the books, and uh, and now we're getting ready to talk about it and get into week two. It's a uh, good time of year.
0: Oh, it's, it's the best time of year. The draft is the best day of the year. And then week one is is almost up there. Is the best day of the year. But, it, yeah, it's just so exciting that it finally started. So how, how did you go about watching football on Sunday? Do you, like, sit with your computer, and then you got your laptop and the screen yep, and the TV? So
1: I stole the kids' TV. I stole our bedroom TV. And I, I put them all out in the living rooms. So I had three TVs up. Nice. I nice, had nice. a couple different TVs broadcasting each game. I had the red zone on their main TV. We had snacks and wings throughout throughout the day it was a a pretty good setup i was i was
0: pretty happy Uh, how about you yeah that sounds great i did the exact opposite i we went hiking and i didn't even check scores till like one o'clock
1: oh man (laughs) like i is
0: i don't know and it was it was kind of nice because when i do what you did i literally just sit and like just get stressed and anxious and freak out and get pissed off (laughs) So, I know it sounds totally weird that that I I would be the one that that kind of does that. So, um, but at least like those first half of first half of the first games, I just put my phone away and and just um, and didn't checks check everything up to date. And then once hiking was over, um, then I was on my phone the rest of the day, kind of thing. So
1: <laughs> I tried yeah, so. not to
0: because then I just. I just get like I said I get anxious and I get frustrated with stuff and I'm like oh my gosh why is this happening and all you know, all this stuff just silly stupid kid crazy weird stuff <laughs> but um, I think yeah. it on the head is like when I was watching the
1: games I was getting stressed <laughs> out and I was you know not looking at my phone not wanting to look at it and I look right at up. it get, get pissed off yeah. and go back and forth and then Monday night was just nuts so yeah oh, man. yeah, yeah. Good, good week one. <laughs>
0: But, uh, but overall it was great. I watched like the end of the Cardinals game cause that was on the, the red zone channel. And, um, and so, yeah, it just, it was, it was a, it was a great week. So I, I don't think I'll do that every week. I'm sure I'll be back to watching it <laughs> again, uh, pretty hardcore this week, but, uh, but yeah. So anyway, um, we obviously, you know, in our league, we were, we were dealt kind of some, some sad news and just, um, Kind of some heartbreaking news for for me and I know for you a couple of times as you've been on the podcast um, a handful of times. But a few weeks back, you know, Bill, the co-host of the podcast with me and and, and kind of an OG of the league. I think he was part of the original eight way back 12, 13 years ago. Um, He kind of had to bow out of the league, kind of due to some health reasons. He's okay, but, um, you know, I think he's just kind of looking to take maybe a year off and and get healthy and, and see what happens after that and so first i'd like to take the opportunity just to thank bill you know if you're listening um i love you um gonna miss you on the podcast too and i I know we'll definitely have him on for sure as a a guest spot every once in a while so you can come on and still kind of follow the league and and enjoy it Um, but yeah i just want to let him know how much you know we miss him already in the league and especially here on the podcast
1: yeah definitely he was one obviously one of the founders for the podcast did a great job and you know hopefully you know a few of us can help fill in Bill's shoes and stuff but yeah we definitely miss him and we're all thinking about him and hope he's doing well.
0: Yeah exactly I, I agree with you 100% so that being said though we're obviously thrilled that you know Tiffany's taking over the team you know moving forward we're excited just to have that you know enthusiasm from a, a new owner in the league and and so as we start the year the podcast will be kind of relatively the same um, with a few small tweaks I know that you and um, Killa Ant um, we're gonna kind of maybe tag team and help me out with um, co-hosting here and there, and I think maybe Dolphant. Um, once like October hits, he said he'd love to come on and and do a couple shows, but I know he's busy at home too with the twins and the football team he's got under his house, you know, with all his kids and <laughs> and everything. So we know how busy he is, but, um, but yeah, but it nine be, kids, be a lot oh fun. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy, right? So yeah, uh, so yeah, it should be it should be um, should be about the same. You know, obviously we'll miss Bill, but we're excited to. Have some new blood on here too, and we'll definitely have Bill on for sure as a guest spot um here and there. So um, so yeah, as we start this uh new year, I mean, here's how um uh, podcast will kind of look today. Uh, before our usual four downs, we'll start with news and notes from around the league. Uh then we'll get right into four downs and uh first down will be kind of a week one recap with some heartbreak hotels and, and some blowouts. Second down will be Christmas and week one with the waiver wire. Third down will be um, you know, probably everyone's favorite uh, segment of uh, of the podcast that we do, we give out the Anklon Bolden Award, first time of the of the 2019 season. And then uh fourth down, we'll kind of do a week uh two preview. And then after we hit those four downs, uh, we're gonna do a new segment uh that you actually uh came up with Chris and we kind of dubbed it uh the pick six um um what did we call it? Chris, what did we call it? Do you remember? <laughs> 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 I got into my notes somewhere here, down here. Here, oh, here we yep, go. Pick six against yep, the line. Pick six
1: against the line. There we so go. So there it is.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. pick some, uh, you've got some games for uh, for me to pick against the, the line and the spread. And so that, that should be really fun. And then wrap up the show and uh, talk about uh, next week. So um, other than that, you ready to dive in?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, like I said, let's start with the news and notes. And gosh, there's a lot. I mean, week one injuries were here in um, so I'm just basically going to go down the list and then maybe um, you can comment on a couple or maybe there's some other ones that you'd like to comment on as well. Uh, but first, obviously, the Antonio Brown thing is just, just crazy. I mean, how he got off the um, the Raiders and, and basically just got them to release him. And then of course, he signs with, with your Patriots. Um, why wouldn't you? Um, for, what, $9 million guaranteed, up to $15 million. And then the story comes out about him um, being charged with... Um, you know, assault and and all this other stuff that we won't get into, but now we're not even sure if he'll play a down. Um, it looks like he's practicing today and he'll play. I think as far as I know that as long as the league doesn't do anything. And so it's just such a strange story and and dude, dude might need some help. Um, but anyway, um, we also heard about Hunter Henry today, um, which would be nice to know yesterday going through waivers and stuff, but, uh, he's out four to six weeks with a, um, broken, um, uh, I think something with his leg. I think did you did you read about the Hunter Henry one? Because that one, that news just broke like middle of the day today.
1: Yeah, uh, he has a fractured tibial plateau fracture. So that's actually the same fracture that Tiffany has. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he the top of his tibia
0: is fractured and looks cool. like he's going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, so four to six weeks they say, or he might even may even go on short short term IR. They're just not sure. So that was a huge blow for me and some news that. I did not want to read while I was at work today. Um, but anyway, um, Tyreek kill also with the clavicle. So they're not sure how long he'll be out, maybe four to eight weeks. But it looks like he's not. He's going to avoid IR. Nick Foles, broken collarbone. Um, IR, uh, eight plus weeks, you know, designated return. Tevin Coleman, high ankle sprains are, are never good. Um, they always say two to six weeks, but it's usually at least four to five. Um, Joe Mixon, uh, ankle. Uh, looks like a, like a small sprain. He might He might even be able to play week two. Mike Williams, the knee. Uh, they're just not sure what's going on with that. And he looks doubtful and then coaches are really concerned. Um, and just like everybody's dropping obviously now with the, with the chargers, <laughs> um, Darius guys, uh, knee, he might be out a couple of weeks too. And so it's kind of sad because we finally got him on the football field in regular season. And then Sterling Shepard in the concussion, uh, protocol. And so we will have to kind of keep an eye on him, um, moving into week two. So whew, a lot going on. Did any of those stand out to you, uh, Chris? <laughs> well, uh, kind of funny. You kind of put,
1: Antonio Brown in the injury report. So, definitely (laughs) think there's something wrong wrong with his head. You know, just whatever's going on with him. Yeah. And he's housing with Brady in the meantime in Boston. So, man, he could either do great, get suspended, or he could rip apart the Patriots completely and end the dynasty. So, it could go a multitude of ways. Uh, But some of the injuries that actually stuck out to me, uh, one thing I'm really cautious about and worried for week one and two are are season-ending injuries. They can really take away some expensive draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Coleman and Mixon were extremely expensive, but with Joe Mixon with his injury history, uh, hopefully this doesn't linger on throughout the season. And Tevin Coleman, that whole backfield in San Francisco is just getting pulverized. Yeah, right. um, so McKinnon and everybody else who's getting injured now to add Coleman to it as well. So... Um, those are the two that stood out to me
0: yeah yeah it's just not good you you just don't want to see that um, you know in in week one and so hopefully um, you know they're okay and and it looks like they might not be as as season ending like you said but uh, but yeah just just a lot of things to monitor over um, over the next you know few days once once we start hearing from uh, teams about practice reports and stuff too so we'll keep an eye on all of those um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's yeah. let's go on to four downs. Yeah. Did you have something to say before we move on?
1: Yep. And, and one of the one, two was, uh, was definitely Nick Foles. Uh, oh, yeah. he was brought in, you know, from Philly to kind of be the savior for Jacksonville. They traded away finally Bortles after, mm. you know, too many years of overdue, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. dealing, dealing with him. And to go out first game IR eight plus weeks, that's <coughs> just, uh, devastating. Uh, I think, uh, DD Westbrook looked pretty good throughout the preseason and, uh, We'll see how Minshew uh, hmm. kind of steps up and takes his place. So,
0: yeah, um, I mean, we we'll see how. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he looked yeah. great against the, the Chiefs, but that was, you know, Chiefs defense is terrible. And it was, you know, blowout win. So, um, but we'll see. You know, he looked decent. And so um, we'll have to continue to just uh, watch his progression and, and whether that kind of takes the whole offense down with him. So, um, yep. All right. Well, good. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to four, uh, to our four downs. Um, so first down, we're going of got to do a weekly uh, recap. And so what we'll do is we'll kind of reference some of the, the highlights um, from week one in our um, league matchups. And so obviously the highlight um, of, the, of the week, as far as the high um, goes, was that uh, Team Cannon um, scored over 180 points in his victory. I mean, everybody was just rock solid for him. I mean, Brady and then. Um, austin eckler was scoring all those touchdowns uh, mike thomas was solid like he usually is and then obviously uh kind of the opposite end of that was was kind of the low man was kill ant scoring about 75 points and obviously probably uh, a lot to do with tyree kills injury as well um and just him going down and and that's you know the first second round pick right there and so that, that's just a, uh that that'll that'll set you back no matter what when, when you're uh basically your top performer goes down like that. And he just didn't have a good week um, overall. So those were kind of two that were um, yeah, kind of stuck out. Um, another one was the heartbreak hotel with breezy losing um, to, to mile high, basically one forty seven to one fifty, um, And um, yeah, Br- breezy just, just scoring a lot of points and, and just couldn't come up with the, uh, the victory to you. So I'm sure you were probably pretty happy with that one. Oh man, that gave me a heart attack on Monday <laughs> mm-hmm. night. So,
1: going into Monday night, she had a 17-point lead. I had Hopkins left. She had Fuller and uh Fairbairn. And I was like there's no way he's going to cover a 17-point gap on top of Fuller. Yeah. And it just went down to the last drive and I was I was freaking out in my house. So, it was a, it was a good night for me, unfortunately for Breezy. And uh I'm I'm happy with the outcome.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because usually, usually Wolf Fuller, you know, you have that, I think you have that like 50 yard reception, crazy catch, and then, and then you have one other small catch, and then, and then that was kind of it. And so you're kind of waiting good. for that, right? You're Waiting for that long bomb every once in a while that he, that he gets, and usually with Watson, their money. And so, um, so yeah, that would have definitely put her over the top. And so it, it's nice to kind of see how that all works out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he had, a,
1: you have, he had a great play too in the, in the game that got called back. Oh, so yeah. that yep. was kind of unfortunate, but Hopkins went That's off true. eight reception, eight yeah. receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't be happier.
0: Oh yeah. And I, I was, I was right there with the uh, Deshaun Watson owner too. So <laughs> I was yeah. loving every, every second of it. And uh, obviously I didn't need really any of those points. Um, Cause when we're going to talk about the blowout of the week and that was my matchup with Killa um, who who we said just was the, the low man of the, um, you know, of the, of the week. And so he, he lost uh, 79 to 144, uh, to me. And so there really wasn't much, um, to it. I, I pretty much knew even going into Monday night, um, the, the matchup was kind of over. And so that was kind of our blowout of the week, but anything else, um, from week one, any of the matchups that kind of uh, stood out for you? Uh,
1: yeah. So looking at Dolphins team, Lamar Jackson, uh, that was completely un, unexpected to see him have over 300 yards, you know, five passing touchdowns. And only six yards rushing. Right. Yeah. A- everyone thought he was going to be a great fantasy uh, uh, quarterback. But uh, I want to say running back because, because of his rushing yards. Yep. Everyone thought he going to be this great rusher. But you know, six yards rushing. Only three incompletions. He had a great performance. And yep. then uh, from the other game we didn't talk about. Uh, Mooseberry Cub versus Antonio Clowns. Uh, Rodgers got outscored by Eric's kicker butker yeah. so <laughs> an- another huge shocker Come, you, oh. know, you, you, you draft aaron Rodgers as the second overall quarterback and you expect him to do great and butker outscores him
0: yeah well if yeah if you've been a listener to this podcast you know how you know how i feel about kickers so first of all let's ban them and get rid of that craziness right of kickers <laughs> outscoring aaron <laughs> Rodgers, and second of all aaron Rodgers, who's who's not very good and i think he's so overrated, so right there. I'm yep. glad you brought both of those great points up for, for me to talk about because, um, because yeah, I don't think Rogers is as good as everybody says he is, and maybe he probably is, but um, I just can't stand him, stand the guy, and then yeah, the kickers let's let's ban him because my kicker scored three points on three extra points, and um, yeah, I'm ready just to, to ban kickers altogether, so um. <laughs> Yeah, so both of those nice. points are, are definitely valid. But, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it would be nice, and I, I was texting uh, Dolphin about it after the game, and I, I saw how well Mark Jackson played, and I, and I said, you know, hopefully he can play the Miami Dolphins every week because, gosh, they are awful. I, I mean, that's just pathetic football for, from the Dolphins. I mean, one, you know, it's just just awful. And, and players are wanting to be traded now from their team. And, I mean, that's one of the biggest tank tank jobs I think we'll see um, this year that we've seen in a long time too. And they get your Patriots next week. So it might even score 70 or 80 points next week.
1: <laughs> exactly. It might be the first team to make a hundred. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, they, 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 they probably won't try very hard, maybe in the third and fourth quarter. And it will still just happen because that's just how bad the, the, the dolphins are. So, but yeah, that was good. I mean, I, I'm a big, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson fan. I think, I think he could be solid, but it was very interesting that he only had the six rushing yards and, um, you know, I don't think he's going to throw for 300 yards and five touchdowns every week. That's definitely not happening, but also don't think six yards rushing is going to happen every week too. So, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So interesting so, um, to watch him moving forward. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to second down and it's usually kind of our Christmas in week one, right? We're always ready to open these presents up on Wednesday morning as, as we get up and, and we're looking at the waiver wire and how, and all the p- bids we did put it in and whether we won the players we did and did we bid way too much or did we lose by a couple dollars? Um, so anyway, it's just one of the most exciting parts of, of, of the week is just looking at, at that. So let's re- uh, run through some of the claims real quick and then I'll let you kind of react to the list. Um, I'm going to hold off on you um, and I'll maybe put you towards the bottom too. That way you can kind of talk about your strategy. Um, up sure. here, Gr- uh, Gronky Punch uh, picked up John Ross, who had that huge game and, and has just been kind of awful, right? His first two years in, in the league. Uh, maybe in Marvin Lewis's doghouse, Um, but he he played very well, Uh, had just long touchdown after long touchdown, Um, and so John Ross uh, got picked up by Gronky Pudge for $155 um, and outbid Breezy, uh, who bid $72. So there's kind of a wide gap, but um, even $72 was, uh, was maybe a lot for John Ross, and uh, Gronky Punch got, uh, got his services. And then Cannon um, went and picked up the Patriots' D that he can probably start for the next five, six weeks because they play have a great schedule, and paid, he paid the price for it, right? He paid $150 for a DST, and, and um, I was trying to look it up as much as I could, but it's I think it's one of the most expensive DSTs we've had in a while after after week one. You know, and so um he, he's definitely looking at um, not having to spend on a deep maybe for a couple more weeks. And so I think the money was well spent. You were uh, right there at, at half of his cost with seventy five dollars and then Moose Bear Club was right there with uh, fifty three dollars um, as well. Um Breezy. You, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead with the, go ahead with that one, too, because that was, that was a lot of money for a, for a defense after week one.
1: Yeah, so I thought I bid extremely high with $75 just right? to get, you know, have Mike come through with twice as much. But <coughs> like you said, they have a really nice matchup coming up. They got Miami, Jets, Buffalo, Washington, Giants, Jets, you know, pretty much yep. through week seven. They're looking yep. great. So uh, definitely can see the value in that pick.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and so, yeah, I, I thought even seventy five dollars would have been just really high for a defense. And if you've listened to the podcast before, everybody knows that uh, I'm the king of picking great defenses. And so uh, <laughs> I was just happy to get my six points from uh, from the Cowboys. And, and um, I know the Cowboys are playing the Redskins this week and then the Dolphins next week. So. Uh, I almost spit on the Patriots too, but I felt like I was good for at least a couple weeks, and um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how that ends up working out. I feel like you know when you spend a lot on defense, you're really counting on them, and and so it can really kind of backfire. But man, with that schedule, I, I don't see it backfiring at all. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so yeah. it should be good. So um, and then Breezy went ahead and picked up Ronald Jones, uh, running back for the the Buccaneers, who looked very he looked good. Look solid, uh, still in a timeshare there, but um, just a lot better than he looked <laughs> in his uh, in his rookie year and then picked him up for uh, $68. Um, and Moose Bear Cub picked up the Panthers D, who's playing tomorrow night, and picked them up because they're playing the Buccaneers. And Jameis Winston, who likes to throw to the other team a lot, too. So you will definitely get some interceptions and stuff there, too. But you guys actually tied. Did you know you guys tied on that bid?
1: Yeah, I think this is the first time I've seen a tie for... The- for a bid. Um, so I
0: think you guys tied, but I, I, I tried to figure it out and I was looking too, but I think you had Josh Allen higher in your queue. That was my guess that you had Josh Allen higher in your queue. Cause you also had Josh Allen for $40.
1: Yes. But the way so, I set up the claims though, was that, um, it was $40 for, for Josh Allen and to job player, whatever. Um, we'll say player a, and then, I had to pick up the Panthers D for forty dollars and drop player B, so it should have hmm. processed both of them. So it must have gone to a tiebreaker, and Mooseberry Cup must have been higher in the queue than than me. So, uh, yeah,
0: well, yeah, let's 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 look through it real quick too, because uh, how many how many points did you score last week?
1: Okay, I, all, I got it right here. One hundred and fifty.
0: Yeah, and she scored more than you too. Yeah, I'm interested to see how how that all all worked out because i think a tie usually goes to best record and then points so that's a really interesting one i don't know if you want to file a grievance at all <laughs> um with it um or if you're good just with rolling with the bills because I, I i know you picked up the bills for 35 dollars and i don't know if you want to you know ruffle those feathers I, in the household i'd love
1: to have the panthers over the bills so um Let's we'll do a little research and get back to uh, the podcast next week and let us know
0: what we found out. Yeah, it, there's got to be something. I know there was a tie broken for some reason. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than um, you know, just just flipping a coin. I'm I'm sure you know ESPN wasn't sitting there flipping the coin and Moose Bear Cub got heads and called heads and so she <laughs> so she got it. So there, there's there's got to be something going on. Um, yeah, we'll, could, we'll take a look and see. Yep, so.
1: and it could be the fact that I kind of just went crazy in the waivers. I yeah. picked up. Yeah, uh, let's start off yeah, with uh, t- yeah, Terry McCl- uh, McLaurin for two hundred and eighty-eight dollars. Yeah, uh, bid one twenty-one. Antonio Clown's bid one seventy-eight. So I definitely won that by a hundred dollars. Uh, to me, I think he looks incredible. Um, he was on the field for ninety-three percent of the snaps. Got a uh, seven targets, which is pretty good for a rookie, uh, and he's extremely fast. I think he could be the, like the next kind of like Tyree type player. I know the quarterback situation is a little, little iffy over there, but you know if, if Odell Beckham could break out with Eli, you know I'm sure Terry can do the same thing in Washington. So I'm pretty hopeful yeah. for that pickup. Yeah. Um, and then with Baker having a possible little injury, I wanted to pick up another quarterback just to be safe. So I picked up Josh Allen for 40 bucks, and then the Bills D uh, for 35. So went a little crazier week one, but we'll see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you bid uh, what, about $350, you know, dollars total. And, and, but it looked like you were pretty spot on. I mean, I think once you get over like $150 and, and you're bidding players, I, I mean, I think you were, you know, over $100 on Antonio's Clowns. But, um, but I don't think the gap is, is too big when, when you think about how large that of sum of money for each of those two. So um, yeah. I think it's hard to kind of give the,
1: the past few years, some of the best breakouts were picked up in week one and two.
0: Yeah. Last
1: year, you know, Philip Lindsay had a great breakout year before that Camara,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you know, so I'm figuring bet big early on.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I went ahead and picked up uh, Chris Thompson, um, who, who, I'm obviously talking to right now, but uh, great, great uh, pick, <laughs> great pick, right? <laughs> um, but with Darius guys going down, I know I can probably have like at least two or three good weeks of Chris Thompson before he gets injured, um, and and I'll probably have to drop him anyway. But uh, I um, only spent thirty eight dollars on him, and and I think with guys being out, it, it should be Peterson, and and then um, yeah, a bunch of uh, maybe Scary Terry um, McLaren. Uh, I don't know yep. if you knew that if that was his nickname, but Scary Terry. Uh, McLaren and then maybe just a lot of dump Offs to uh, to Chris Thompson Who is, has always been great In PPR it's just How many games is he going to give you and so I'm hoping For a couple handful and then um, And then we'll see but but, uh, yep. but yeah
1: and that was that was another huge Contributing factor to picking up Terry Was um, Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch So they don't have a lot of faith in him um, Geis injured week One Chris Thompson who Knows how long he can last um, you know, yeah, and then so they're gonna have to go to the passing game, so I think he has a pretty good future. But although yep. Thompson did out target Scary Terry in week
0: one, so yeah, should and change. That's, yeah, and that, and and they'll probably both be right on top, probably just you know fighting for targets, but the yeah, you know, the target share should be there for both of them for sure, so um, yeah. so yeah, that that kind of you know, that kind of ends our. You know, Christmas in week one, a lot going on, and it's just so much fun to talk about it and, and look and see who, who missed out on who and how much was spent on this guy compared to that guy. So it's, it's just a whole lot of fun, too. So I'm excited to, to for the season to start with, with waivers as well. So yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to third down. And it's, um, it's usually the, one of the favorite uh, segments of the uh, podcast as we look to give um, out the Anquan Bolden Award. And so it's kind of our regular weekly segment and one that's kind of a true staple uh, to the regular season podcast. Um, and obviously it's named for, uh, for our former co-host uh, infatuation with drafting and playing Anquan Bolden, um, particularly at the exact wrong times, right? <laughs> um, that, that he would play him and he'd peep. He'd be decent, and then he'd, he'd put him on his bench, and he'd just go off. And so um, he's just sitting there as just kind of the ghost of Anquan Bolden. He's at Bill's house right now, just kind of waiting to see where he goes next. And so um, basically, we're we're here to kind of give out the, uh, the give out that ghost award and and kind of get him off of you know Bill's porch in the back backyard. And and so I will go ahead and give some names, and then uh, you can go ahead and give out the award today. You good to do that? Yeah, sounds good. All right, so um, obviously, um, do you want to go ahead and maybe just give us some of the examples and then maybe give us your overall, um, you know, basically overall award for uh, who gets the Anquan Bolden this week?
1: Yep, so my first thought was, obviously, Anton Bolden lives in, you know, the original Moose Bear's backyard. It's true. And so looking at Moose Bear Cub, Mm -hmm. when you think of Anton Bolden, you think of players like Amari Cooper and Deshaun Jackson, and she had... Deshaun Jackson on her bench with 42 points, uh, eight receptions, 154 yards, two touchdowns. Just completely went off, and so she is definitely one of the candidates this week for the Moose Bear. I'm uh, oh, sorry, the Moose Bear Award. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> <Antone> <laughs> Might as well Golden call it Award. that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second one for me is Shy uh, Town. Uh, he had. Uh, let's see. Carson Wentz with 38 points, but he had Dak Prescott on his bench with 43.4. Um, not much you can really do when you're facing Cannon, who kind of just goes off and hits 180 points. But yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, over 400 yards, four touchdowns, just completely went off again. So, um, possible candidate there. But I think the winner this week probably should go to uh, Gronky Punch. He lost by, what, 12 points. And he had Sammy Watkins on his bench with 51.8 points. Nine receptions for 198 yards, three touchdowns, a couple, (laughs) like, three points and big play bonuses uh, just completely outscored everybody in the league. So if he would have plugged him in, he would have got the win. And I think that's what puts it over for Gronke gets this year's first, hand Tom award. So, out of Bill's backyard, over
0: to Dubs. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think Moose Bear Cub. I think we had yeah we had a bunch of players on benches that just went off. I think there are a lot of players even with twenty and thirty points. So we had to kind of narrow it down, right to to three or four. And I, I totally agree with you that I think the Gronke punch was was definitely the winner because um, if we would have started him. You know, he would have won, and we're talking about 52 points, right? Uh, one of the best performances in, in a long time, you know, from, from a receiver. And um, we'll see how Sammy Watkins moves forward, too, right, with the Tyreek Hill injury and everything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, looks like he'll be going over um, to, to Dub's house and, and hanging out for uh, for at least a week. And um, we can let um, Bill know that, that uh, he'll be packing his bags and, and leaving very soon. So, <laughs> yeah. But so not
1: not not only would he have won, he would have gone from basically being the bottom four or five ish scores of the week to being almost the top score of the week. So yeah, it when it comes down to the end of the season, when points matter, yeah, that's that's unfortunate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it totally is. It totally is. So um, all right, well we'll look to see maybe who makes those you know um, bad you know sit start decisions next week, and and who knows maybe we'll give it to somebody else um, as we move forward. So, all right, well, perfect. Uh, that go ahead and concludes, uh, third down, let's go ahead and move on to fourth down it's kind of our week two preview. Um, I thought we'd kind of keep, uh, this segment kind of short as we just kind of highlight maybe some different things, um, that we look at as we check out week two, um, in our league particularly. And I know that you had a couple, um, different, um, points that, that you thought, uh, kind of stood out to you as you were looking at some of the different matchups. You want to go ahead and share some of those with us?
1: Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of different um, quarterback matchups for the next week. So, yeah. I, I, I know you really can't go off pro- projections. So, putting that aside, uh, looking at my matchup first, Antonio Clowns versus Mile High. Uh, it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. Uh, you know, mm. yeah. <laughs> second year <laughs> right. second year quarterback versus someone who is thought of to be great who actually sucks. Um,
0: exactly, he sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we'll see how those two kind of play out. Yeah, um, moose bear cub and cannon—they're going against each other. Looks like cannon's supposed to uh, blow out moose bear, but um, we'll see how that plays out. You know, it's fantasy. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then we have Gronky Punch and playing kill a ant. We got Drew Brees versus Matt Ryan. So two indoor oh, type yeah. quarterback style. Um, both playing outdoors. So we'll see how we'll see how they do. Yeah. Um, you got your team versus Breezy. You got Deshaun Watson versus Mahomes. So two all-star quarterbacks with potential for just these incredible games every week, no matter what the matchup is. So mm-hmm. that should be a good one. And then we have Shia Town and Dolphant, uh, Carson Wentz and Lamar Jackson, two quarterbacks who went off last week, projected to be pretty great uh for fantasy uh we'll see if they can repeat again and whoever repeats will
0: probably get the win yeah exactly i mean i think bill and i talked a lot about it last year kind of the first couple of weeks of the season was just if your quarterback went off you usually came up with the win right and if your quarterback was only scoring 15 18 20 points you know there was a good chance that you might have came up on the, on the losing end just to depending on who you play. So I'm really glad that you kind of highlighted a lot of those quarterback battles too, because I think that, especially that last one was very interesting, right? With the, um, with, um, uh, uh, Wentz and Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. With Wentz and Jackson and Dolph and Chi town. And Wentz just was, you know, it was amazing too. And so maybe does he go with wins or even does he start Prescott with how awesome he looked and, and yeah, we're going to see five touchdowns again from Lamar Jackson and only six yards rushing. I mean, that there's those two will probably have to meet somewhere in the middle, right. With how that might um, turn out. So yeah, I think uh, bringing all those quarterback matchups was great. And so it'll be something that we'll definitely look, uh, look forward to as we um, look ahead to next week. So yeah, um, well, good. I, I, thought that, I thought that was great. I thought, you, I thought you gave some really good insight, too, uh, on a lot of that stuff. So, um, all right. Well, cool. that kind of concludes our, our four downs. And so we're going to kind of jump into a new segment here that, um, that you kind of wanted to introduce to the podcast. And I'm all for introducing any new, um, fun, exciting things, especially when it's something that I can bet on or, or give an opinion on and stuff. And so, um, well, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, maybe the pick six against the line segment?
1: Yep, so I have a couple bets here against the uh, Vegas odds. I have a couple different matchups I want to give you, give you the uh, spread, and let me know whether you would take it or go with the, uh, the underdog. Um, okay. So, and then I'll give some of the prime time games first, and I'll kind of go over some of the really large differences and see if, you know, the, the favorite team can overcome that large spread. So the first okay. one I have for you is Thursday night's game, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina is favored by six and a half. Who do you have winning this game? Can they overcome six and a half points?
0: You know what? Oh, that's that's a tough one. The game is in Carolina, correct? Yes. Game is in Carolina, but six and a half is a lot. It's it's a lot. It's a big point spread. Um, I don't know. It kind of depends. Does Tampa Bay play as awful (laughs) as they played last week? Does does Jameis Winston just keep throwing the ball to the other team all the time? Can uh, Arians kind of, you know, right the ship a little bit with him as, as this kind of quote unquote, you know, quarterback whisperer and um, and do it in this short week um, playing on the road. But six and a half points in, in the way that the pa- uh, the Panthers were, were going to w- they should have won that game, to be honest, um, last week. And, and they kind of gave it away. Um, I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go Buccaneers here. I think they rebound. I think they do well on offense. And I, I, think they, they, I think they still lose, but it, it might be less than six and a half. So I'm going to go Bucks and, and the points. Yeah,
1: I think that's a pretty good pick. Uh, I would say the same thing. It's going to come down to the wire for this game. Carolina is coming off a, a very close loss. And yeah. you know, it takes a little bit for Cam Newton to kind of bounce back after a, a bad loss. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, next game I have is Sunday night's primetime game. Uh, Philadelphia at Atlanta. This is a pretty close line of only one and a half points given to uh, Philadelphia. So I want to ask you over under 51 points
0: over under 51 points in Atlanta, in the dome, right? And is it in Atlanta? Yes, it is. All right. So in Atlanta, 51 points. Whew. That's a, that's a big, that's a really big point spread though. Um, you know, I'll hit the over. I'll I'll hit the over. I, I, I definitely know that there might be a Jason Jackson touchdown um uh, in there somewhere from from deep. I think um, Atlanta might write the ship a little bit, especially maybe running the football of Devontae Freeman just was, was bad. It was really bad and splitting time with Edo Smith. Um, but I think they get it going a little bit with Ridley and obviously with Julio Jones. That one's a tough one too. Um, He's throwing some tough ones out here. First yep,
1: I, I would definitely take over as well because, yeah. like I said, Alshon Jeffrey, Sean Jackson, boom yeah. players potentially, yeah. and then with the offensive line looking like crap basically we're in Atlanta, so they're going to have to throw the ball a little more. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see if uh, Jones and Ridley can get some yards after catch, and I'm sure this will go over.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I I think I'll take the over on that too. So, all right, what do you got next?
1: Uh, Last primetime game is Monday night, Cleveland at New York Jets. And Cleveland is favored only by two and a half. Do you think Cleveland can make it on the road and take away a win?
0: Oh, they look, gosh, they looked horrible. I mean losing to the Titans like that. I mean the Titans, who I don't think are—I don't think is a very good football team. Um, Their defense is good, uh, but Mariota should not should not beat you that bad. (laughs) Um, But they're going against the Jets on the road. I I think they bounce back, and I think they cover pretty easily. I think they—I think they win by almost a touchdown too. So I'll take the Browns and the and the uh, and the points. I I think they beat them by at least three. Yep, I would do the same thing.
1: Having the Titans go out and beat the Browns by 30 points—that's like that's ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, you'd
0: hope there's some motivation right behind that. I think they should mm-hmm. probably get their get their ass kicked a little bit in practice this week and and yeah. realize that that um, you know everybody's on their you know on their high horse about about Cleveland and they're they're going to make the playoffs and maybe make it to the Super Bowl and they'll they'll make they'll make this big playoff run. And just a big dud, and and that was you know you could write it. It's it's funny that not a lot of people actually predicted that to happen because you could almost see it happening, right? Um, all the writings on the wall with with, with just laying a dud in week one, and, and so I think they bounce back, and um, I think they deliver pretty well uh, against a pretty solid Jets team. But um, the, the talent on on the uh, Brown side of the ball it should should definitely outweigh, and so uh, definitely cover those points.
1: Yep, I'm definitely all in with Cleveland with. Uh... Slept in Mayfield and Nagoku, yeah. so yeah, right. Hmm. I'm praying for Cleveland from this one. So, um, so next ones I have just kind of really big, big bets. So, New England at Miami, I think we oh, all know who's going to win this, yeah. but
0: can New England cover 19 points? Oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm gonna take the under anything that high. I, I think you always have to go the under, especially a divisional game. I think they did beat them last year, didn't they? Did they not beat them Miami last year Pope, on that weird, crazy play that at the end?
1: Miami Miracle, yep. Yeah,
0: and hook and ladder
1: and just 15 ladder or whatever <laughs> is ridiculous, yep.
0: So I don't see that happening, but gosh, 19 points has to be I think one of the highest um point point spreads, you in, in a long time. And so 19 is is very high. And so I, I will I will definitely take the the Dolphins and and for me I don't think it's that close of a, a choice for me with, with that high of a, a point spread
1: so this one i would have picked new england not yeah. because i'm just a the, the path fan but yeah to mike's point spending 150 bucks on a defense it's they're going to completely blow out it this could be 100 to zero so <laughs> you know we'll, that's true no i i agree we'll I, I
0: i totally see i think it, it's crazy how well Vegas, you know, does these spreads and and how accurate they are with some stuff. And so, nineteen points does seem um, like a lot, but also they got what destroyed fifty something to three last week too. So the point spread was fifty something last week. Um, but I, I just think uh, you know maybe some some there might be some garbage time in, in this game to where where they might pull into to maybe within like fourteen or something with like two or three late touchdowns um, and. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go the uh, I'm going to go with the the Dolphins here, but I totally understand okay. where you're coming oh, from yeah. because you're talking about the best team um, besides the Chiefs in the NFL, <laughs> and uh, again against probably the worst team in in probably a couple of years. I mean, I think the Dolphins are that bad. Oh yes, I so. agree. So <laughs> okay,
1: so next one, moving on. Uh, I've got another large one for you. So Arizona at Baltimore. And Baltimore won last week, 59 to 10 against the dolphins. Mm. They are favored by 13 and
0: a half against the Cardinals. What are your thoughts? That's another huge spread. I mean, anything over 10, I think is, I think you almost always have to take the under just, just cause that's usually how it always plays out when you, when you look at, um, you know, over the course of years and years of data, but 13 and a half is a lot. Oh my goodness. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'll, I'll take the Cardinals and the points. I think they keep it close. I, I don't think Lamar Jackson does anything near where he did. I think he's. I think he plays well. I think he does a good job. I think the Cardinals' defense is pretty, pretty shoddy in general. Um, and he could have some big plays, but I also feel like the Cardinals showed something towards the end of that game. And um, I know the the Ravens have a great defense, but um, I'm going to go the. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. That, that 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 line again with me. Those lines that get that too high, um, I usually almost take the underdog almost all the time. So I'll I'll take the Cardinals on the points.
1: Okay, yeah, I think this one be a little closer. So I would agree with the Cardinals there. Uh, Hopefully that that Air Raid def- uh, offense <coughs> can get a little moving, and we'll see uh, the Cardinals get on the board a little sooner. So, all right, last one for you is Kansas City Chiefs at Oakland Raiders. We'll uh, go over under fifty three points. Who, that's a big one. Got a division uh, game. Division Both defenses game. look, eh,
0: not not the hottest. Yeah, you know. that's that's a big that's bigger than the uh, than that uh, Saints game, right? Was that the, that that one was the one with fifty one, or no, the, the Falcons game, right? Yeah, right. Yes. yes, Falcons game. If, yeah. This is the this is the highest over under Vegas has right, right now. If the Falcons one is at fifty one, and this Chiefs team. Against the Raiders, I, I don't think the Raiders' offense is as good as they looked. Uh, I thought the the Broncos played pretty poorly, um, but the Chiefs' defense is pretty bad too. So, fifty three points. Um, do you know what the spread is on that game?
1: Uh, Kansas City by seven and a half.
0: Ooh, only seven and a half. So they 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 feel like the Raiders are going to score some points. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'll go the over. I'll I'll take my Chiefs and the over. Um, I, I think the Chiefs score at least thirty and um and maybe even 35 close to 40 and you know hopefully the raiders only have to put up maybe 14 17 points to to cover the over on that so yeah i'll go over i'll go over i'll take my chiefs and, and the over um and maybe they'll score all all 53 of them by themselves and the, and the raiders can just do nothing anyway because they they suck
1: <laughs> yeah um, i would agree too and say like 35 to 24 that puts you at 59 points ish yeah so right? yeah. uh You know, I think it's definitely possible for Mahomes, easy for him. Carr with Josh Jake was behind him. I think they can really go against that net weak Kansas City defense. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I have all these here saved in my notes. So I'll take a look at these next week and see how you do. And we'll give a little uh, recap next week and see if you would have won money or lost money in Vegas.
0: Perfect. All right, do you want to give us a quick rundown just of kind of all, all our picks real fast?
1: Yep, so we got Thursday night, Tampa Bay versus Carolina. You chose Tampa Bay to cover six and a half points against Carolina. Sunday, Philly versus Atlanta. Philly's favored by one and a half. Uh, you're shoot, and there's a 51 point over under. You're choosing to go over over. Monday, Cleveland versus the Jets. Cleveland is favored by two and a half, and you're selecting Cleveland. Uh, Arizona versus Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by 13.5, and and you're choosing Arizona. Uh, New England versus Miami. New England's favored by 19. You're choosing Miami, so it should be closer than people expect. And then final game is Kansas City versus Oakland. Over-under is 53, and you're choosing over. So, um, Again, I have these in my notes, and we'll, we'll see how you make out next week.
0: Perfect. Yeah, no, I think that was great. I I love the, um, I love the idea. Um, I'm always kind of not enamored, but I, I, I I kind of look at lines and stats and I think it's also a great way to kind of project some fantasy points sometimes too, you know, the higher the line uh, the, uh, you know, the, um, or the over under, um, on the, the point total, I think is always maybe a pretty good indication of how Vegas thinks that, both teams might do scoring wise. And so, you know, you always want players that are in you know really high uh, point totals and stuff too. So I think there's always some value in in kind of looking at it at least a little bit too. And it's also kind of fun to see um, how well you do when you, when you pick, cause I mean, it's easy, right. With pick 'ems and stuff and pick, you know, just, just straight, um, straight winners and losers. But um, I think that's obviously why they put lines in there, right. To to make it a lot tougher. and, And it is tough. It is very tough. And so, exactly, uh, it's
1: a lot of fun to look at, and um, it's actually surprisingly accurate. So, um,
0: yeah, it, it is crazy how how accurate you know those um, you know those people are in Vegas and stuff too. And I always wonder, gosh, could could I do that job or could I come up with some of these lines? And I, I don't think I could because they are almost spot on um, pretty regularly. And if they didn't, they you know they'd be fired because they'd be losing a lot of money. <laughs> you know, for, for their sports books and stuff too. So, um, there's always yeah. that added pressure. So,
1: so we're looking at dream jobs of being either bookies in Vegas and, or, you know, some kind of podcast stars. So exactly. Yeah. Right up, right nice. up our, right up our <laughs>
0: alleys. Right. So if there's any bookies out there listening, you know, if you want to sponsor the show, we could, we could be sponsored by a sports book and, and um, and maybe even play some free bets or something. Too, exactly, and, uh, and and get some sponsorship that way. But uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, great job, Chris, with, with the the segment. I think it's fun to kind of um, keep track of some of these and then see how well we might do throughout the season, um, picking some over unders and some uh, point totals and stuff too. So um, so yeah, I thought that was great. So I think that uh, concludes this episode of the One go to Another podcast, uh, Chris. You know, thanks again for coming on and, and kind of helping fill Bill's shoes here a bit on the podcast. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, uh, I, I love these podcasts, so keep them up and look forward to be on fairly soon.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And so, so moving forward, looks like you and, and Kelly Ant will kind of be helping me co-host the podcast. And so along with maybe some Dolphant in, uh, in a few weeks too, like I said before. And so, but it doesn't stop there. I mean, we'd always love to have anyone else come on the podcast too. And, and, uh, we can kind of roll with three people, four people. I mean, who knows? I think it'd be great to just have some people on and, and chat and talk a bit. Um, do a little trash talk as, as we kind of move through the season. So again, yeah, if anybody else is interested, hit me up, um, and we'd love to, to have you on. Um, but like I said, I think, uh, we'll be recording, I believe, uh, Chris, if I'm correct, we'll be recording with Kill Ant next week, right? As, as uh, we kind of yep. recap a lot of the, the league games from, uh, from week two. And, uh, we'll kind of discuss the second waiver wire period. We'll obviously give out, uh, the second, uh, uh, edition of the ghost of ancon bolden award from week two and it should be another great show
1: yeah it should be a good show and i'm excited for another week of football starting tomorrow night so I know. i'm excited it's football season again
0: it's already it's already starting tomorrow night i think panthers uh buccaneers i think should be should be a great game it should be a lot of fun to watch and uh yeah i'm just excited for football to finally be here and it's it's just been awesome so um yeah to everyone out there thanks again uh for listening to one amigo to another podcast for chris thompson i'm nathan tilbury and i'm just so excited fantasy football is back and just we're watching football on saturdays and sundays and thursdays and mondays it, it's just awesome so i'm glad football is back so um again thanks chris for for joining me and good night
1: thanks for having me and uh yeah, thanks to the league
0: Yeah, and uh, as my former esteemed colleague would say, adios amigos.